Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the NDE World Podcast. Okay, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the NDE World Podcast. I'm your host, Ashton Lewis, and with me we have our lovely assistant, Miss Daphne Lynn. Good morning, Daphne. How are you today, girl? I am super duper duper today. Even on this kind of cool and dreary morning, it's still beautiful. It is. It is. Um, I, I, I have an actual saying myself that I, 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 I say it to people. In fact, I was walking on the beach here just last week and um, I, I said it to a guy. He was uh, he was just kicked back and checking out the waves. I guess he's, you know, you can tell the you can tell the tourists a little oh, bit yeah. different than the locals, you know, yeah, but you, you can, can tell. But, and I was just walking along the beach and um, was just talking about how beautiful the weather was, you know. Gotcha. And so definitely, absolutely beautiful weather. And, and, and my saying was, every day is beautiful regardless of the weather, you know. So he exactly. said, um, he said I'll, uh, I'll adopt that and use that, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, that, that's fine, you know. So the, and, and it's true, you know. Most definitely. Uh, you had kind of mentioned that, uh, you know, and, and it is, you know, if you compare it to other days, today is kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's definitely a heavy overcast. It's cool. It's damp. It's been kind of drizzling. So it's it's that's the kind of weather. Going into those more cooler fall. Cooler times of the year. Absolutely. absolutely fall and so. winter for the coast. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Every day is beautiful. It is. You know, so... Anyway, uh, again, as mentioned, we are the NDE uh, World Podcast Group here, and uh, today we're going to kind of touch on um, the actual NDE itself. However, there's another facet of NDEs that's known as the DNDE, okay? And we're going to kind of touch base on those and, and share with you maybe the difference between the two and... Uh, there's also what they refer to as a hybrid, which would be kind of a an NDE that has kind of a combination of the NDE of uh, of the actual the pleasurable uh, more with constructive the pleasurable yeah thank you and you know more of the distressing you know so we'll we'll look into that so for those of you out there who um, are just kind of learning about this let's kind of kind of go over um, what an actual near death experience is and um, you know, and without getting too much into it, because we, we are covering, covering this on previous episodes, you know, but in a jest, you know, um, what would you say an, an, an NDE is? Um, Stands for near-death experience. Where someone has clinically been dead, and they have an out-of-body spiritual experience and come back to their body and have the memories of what happened outside the body. Okay, perfect. And we had discussed that the actual experience 
Um, no two are alike. No. They are all unique to every individual. Um, they are influenced by perhaps, you know, cultural uh, upbringing, uh, religious uh, location. I mean, geographical. It it just depends, you know. They, they could be influenced by these. I'm not saying that everyone is influenced by that and, and we do we do say it like that in, in a sense but the truth is is they're all so different we can't say that every single one has every single one of these elements right and and you know i guess this is the beauty in it you know not everybody experiences these ndes when they have a clinically dead moment not everybody comes back remembering these things. True. Which is very interesting because, you know, you would think that everybody that has an near-death experience. experience would experience and remember Some something of... that happened on the other side of the veil. Understood. But not everybody does. So that's very interesting to me that not everybody experiences this. No. I believe that my mother had one. She just, she had a surgery one time and the look on her face when she woke up in in the recovery room, we were in there with her. When she woke up, she, the look on her face, she's like, what am I doing here? And she never elaborated any more than that. or And we never asked her because I didn't know about NDEs back then. You know, so I believe that my mother may have had one. It's it's quite a possibility. Yeah. Quite a possibility. And you'll just have to ask her on the other side now. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah but that would be cool if, uh, like you said, if you were aware of that at then, this time. Then, yeah. To you could ask. have asked her back then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So things happen, and um, uh, as as we've discussed, um, there has been tons and tons of scientific proof and data to back up the, the spiritual aspects and the reality of the NDEs. There's, there's, you know, some groups that's, that's had did like over sixty something thousand <laughs> um, worldwide you know, results or tests or something. I don't know, but the, the, the numbers are staggering. So it's, they are. it's, we have the actual data and, and this is something that is happening and there are common elements and there are commonalities with the actual, you know, the overall experience. And although they all differ per person and uh, even, you know, per culture as well. Right. So some of those things, uh, let's just kind of just kind of touch base on those real quick. We're going to only hit bullet points here, like I said, because we're going to lean uh, over into the, today's session and kind of talk a little bit more about the the D and D E coming up here in a second. So, but um, in the actual near death experience, okay, um, typically an out of body experience precedes it all. Okay, mm-hmm. and once they have the out of out of body experience, they start having these actual spiritual. Um, Encounters with loved ones, yeah. dark tunnels, life reviews, deep feelings of love. You know, love, love the feeling of being at peaceful, home, peaceful, being at home. Correct, absolutely. Right. And like you said, life review, um, what you did to others, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and and good or bad, you know. So um, there's a lot of things that a lot of these are made up of, although they are all right. You know? And and with the distressing ones, there's commonalities in the distressing ones as well 
that that I'm learning about. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's, I guess, kind of a, a general overview. And um, like I said, we go into more detail on some of our previous podcasts on the actual NDE or the near-death experience. Now, we're going to kind of shift the coin a little bit and look at the other side and talk a little bit about this D. NDE, okay? And for those of you out there who aren't very familiar with this acronym, we know that the DNDE uh, stands for or represents actual distressed or distressing, okay? Um, near death experiences, experience. yeah. So instead of just a regular NDE, which is a near death experience, which usually is a, 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 a euphoric, beautiful, um heavenly, heavenly yeah blissful just yeah. uh pleasurable pleasurable yes and 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 you know the the other side is the actual distressing which means they didn't actually experience these wonderful experiences and and right. and so the the distressing um we're gonna 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 go ahead and just kind of break that down it's it's really you can kind of break it down into three that you know a, a lot of these researchers have found kind of three basic categories, but one of them, uh, a number fourth could be added and we'll, and we'll, we'll look into those today too. So, yeah. um, so what is a, a, a D NDE, Miss Daphne? Uh, the distressing ones are where, uh, you have a lot of the, the most common is the same elements as the pleasurable ones. But it's experienced as distressing. Um, it, the nothing goes into nothingness, a feeling without uh, sensation, uh, existing in limitless, uh, featureless void. Um, and then there's the hellish, which is um, of the popular imagination, the religious dogma of hell, what it is. Um, but is what's interesting to me about it is as common as the NDEs are, the NDEs or the DNDEs are a lot less common. And they, it took nine years to come up with just 50 of the accounts that were verifiable enough in detail to create a coherent sense of the experience. Right. So it took a long time to be able to determine the distressing what the commonalities were with that wow wow yeah um but it, it's uh not as common as the the pleasurable ndes or the heavenly ones whatever you want to call it um but it's uh within those 50s it, there was the three types the uh the terrifying uh the nothingness and then the sense of hell and then there is the sense of the um, i'm sorry the hybrid experience where they have the pleasurable mixed with the distressing well to go with that comment um i, I see that you have actually um miss nancy's book there um Dancing Past the Dark. Dancing Past the Dark. Yeah, that's Na Miss Nancy Evans Bush. For those of you out there um, who are interested in the uh, concept or this, what we call the DNDE, there are um, a few good um, books out there that we recommend. 
Um, one of the ladies that I like is Miss Nancy Evans Bush. And in fact, I think that, that the one you've got over there, I think is uh, from, from Nancy Bush as well. It is, yeah. Um, is that the uh, Dancing Past the Dart that you have? It uh, is, Okay, yes. do you want to comment on that real quick? And then I'll comment on this one here, and then we'll we'll actually go more details on the D&Ds. Yeah, the Dancing Past the Dark is, is the breakdown of the distressing near-death experiences. Okay. And then I think the Buddha in hell get, elaborates a little more. It does. It, it little... actually builds on that. Okay, Absolutely. Okay. So today you'll be commenting from the actual dancing past the dark, and mm-hmm. I'll be commenting on the actual Buddha in hell. Um, and with other sources, you know, we'll mention you know, within all that. So now let's start off right here with uh, the Buddha in hell. Um I like this quote here. I want to quote it to you, and then we'll we'll kind of kick it off with that. Sure. It, says, it says, We now know that although the great majority of near-death experiences are beautiful beyond description, some are not. For almost one in five people who have an NDE, the memory may be traumatic. I mean... Okay, That's, so it's been updated from the, I guess the one that I'm I'm reading in. Well, Look. actually, I, I I get it as well in the big picture. Right. They they aren't as common as the other, but I was just want to get your your opinion on that, uh, or just some feedback because it says one in five to me. That seems like a pretty high. So I think the the experiences have grown and they have more people willing to come forward so that because that number does seem a little higher than nine years and 50 people well so uh let me ask you this could it be maybe the more prevalent concept of hell and 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 and, and judgment and torture and punishment being since that is so prevalent today's you know global conscious i guess um mm-hmm. could that be playing a part in more of these things taking place now maybe it's very well could be yeah let's okay now let's go ahead and take a closer look at what you had mentioned earlier about the the three categories okay we're going to really break it down to kind of give our listeners an understanding of what these actual distressing ndes are okay okay so here in nancy's book the buddha in hell uh, on page, let's see, this is on page 23 down at the bottom. It says, um, distress or hell. And, uh, this little section is interesting. It says that when psychiatrist Bruce Grayson, which we know Bruce is one of the original founders of the Mm. the study of the NDEs, you know, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, hopefully maybe one day we might even get him on our show. Um, but uh, Nancy said that when um, when Bruce and I had analyzed our findings in the first study of distressing NDEs, we discovered that they cover a broad territory and typically fall into one of three major categories. So when we are referring to the D-NDEs or the distressing NDEs, then um, they're going to probably fall under one of three categories and possibly a fourth category we're going to throw in there in the mix as well. 
So let's take a look at the very first category. Uh, uh, she's calling it in her book, The Actual Inverted Experience, okay? So I'm going to read this little comment here, and you're welcome to read anything that you've got on that subject, and we'll discuss that, and then we'll shift over to the, the next one, which would be the void and then okay. the hell one, okay? So it says here in, um, in the book, uh, The Buddha in Hell, uh, on page 23, the inverted experience. I'm going to read that for you guys. It says, for many individuals, what is frightening is not what happens, but that anything happens, which is so far out of the norm. The pattern is the same as for pleasurable NDEs, but the person is terrified. Therefore, an, quote, inverted, unquote, response. Right. What are your comments on it, that? More, more on the the fear of it, yeah. Um, and I think it really has to do with us as humans being in control of our own lives. Um, when we're accustomed to being composed and in charge, uh, it's frightening to let go of that control. So um, safety lies in control. So when we don't have that sense of control we fear so that can create that distressing Experience. right away right right um, and without getting too far off subject that really ties in because death um, and we're going to be covering that a lot on this on this channel i'm sure um I don't think people should be looking at death as the end, uh, and it sh it shouldn't be something that we we all fear. You know, it, it's something that we should welcome. And uh, lately, I've been studying the actual um, Tibetan Book of the Dead, mm -hmm. and and what I'm understanding, and then a lot of these NDEs, which also could tie in what what you just said, is is having that really calm, peaceful, welcoming loving mindset when when you are get re getting ready to cross over right. don't fight for this world here don't fight for this body don't fight for it okay because it can put you in a distressed mm -hmm. mindset that you can carry over and that consciousness can can be carried over as a you know and you can experience hellish kind of terrifying experiences you know so and, and I just got into that book. I'm only just like you know a few chapters in, and it's 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 really deep. So it's probably one of those books you got to read like about ten times just to grasp it. But, right. Actually, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm hearing you talk about it, because I haven't had the opportunity to read that yet. But you're you're saying that it's kind of breaking down how to release from this side in correct. a pleasurable way so that it's not distressing and side. holding to this life right and and these were supposed to have been experienced by monks that had put themselves in certain meditations and have died went on the other side gathered all this information and brought it back and documented all this and it's been in that you know in that group for that is very of years. interesting yeah and when they get closer to death um all like the um you know, I could say, say like the Dalai Lama, for example, um, when they get closer to death, they will actually go into this book, um, you know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, mm -hmm. and start training themselves. They'll start learning what, you know, just like you prepare yourself for life and you, and you train yourself for things right. in life. 
they begin to train for that afterlife, train for that, and then, but they they, they train to go into it in the right mindset, the right peace, the right everything, and it, it, it it's supposed to be the secret to gaining enlightenment in the eternal. That would really tie in with raising your energy and your awareness. That way you can be on the the higher vibration Absolutely. going into that life cycle on past this side of the veil. I'm glad you mentioned that because we ha- actually have a whole episode coming up on vibration alone. And when you understand that everything is vibration and that you vi- actually vibrate yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. And humans vibrate at certain frequencies. You know, the earth vibrates at a certain frequency. The trees, the animals, everything vibrates, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even getting into, like, the uh, the principles of her- hermetics, um, you know, the principle of vibration. Everything vibrates. So when you understand that spiritual beings or even light itself vibrates at a higher way yeah. higher frequency okay it's 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 all here we're all here like if if life was a giant television set okay and depending on what channel you're vibrating at or what frequency you're at is what realm you're actually experiencing okay mm, you can actually change your frequency and change your reality you know you can you can vibrate at higher. And so if you can get yourself to vibrate at high vibrations when you uh, transition from this phase to the next, it's to your advantage. And without getting too far into what that, that particular episode is going to be about, even the original uh, Jesus, the actual Yeshua himself, in the actual gospel of peace, actually breaks down and tells you how to have the ultimate vibration that the you highest need vibration, yeah. to carry that over to the next realm. He tells you even how to get rid of your sins, you know, your mm-hmm. your things that could pollute your temple. He tells you how to keep your temple clean. He tells you how to do all of this. Now, this is pre-Christianity, okay? This is right. um, taken from books that the Christian Bible was supposed to have been taken, taken from. from when they created Jesus of the Bible and right. you know, made the God-man. So, um, But we got a whole, a whole section on that and uh, we're going to break down because it's really mind-blowing. Once you know how to vibrate, mm-hmm. your spirituality is going to be on a, on a level you can't comprehend. But the beauty of that, you also know how to vibrate crossing over into the next the next life. Or yeah. There's no such thing as the next life. It's the next phase of this life. You know, There's only one life, I believe. You See, I, I, I've, I've heard it before, and I thought it was original, my own thought, but apparently it's not. There's not. But... Um, Life near life experience. Hmm. That has been said before. And I just, I think it was in my uh, Remember book that I read that in. That's cool. Wow. That is very interesting. So it didn't didn't even come from my own thought. It's implanted in there. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is not a near death experience because this, this realm. Death is what we made up. Yeah. So the next level is more life because we're living now it's just more life just a different phase of life you don't get bummed out when a caterpillar crawls up and makes a cocoon and goes in it and hibernates do you know? no because you know what comes out next and we're what just happens. transitioning it's just a transition you know you gotta yeah and and, and there's, there's been saving so within the actual bible itself illustrations of you know the a seed has to be planted I, I think even the messiah's mouth came you know that you know a seed has to be planted before it can grow 
So, right. you know, exactly. we are these human bodies. Body's going to have to be planted, going to have to go back to the earth it came from. But that spirit, you know, it, it keeps oh, on yeah. going. It really does. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the second um, common element of the actual D in The void. The void. <laughs> right here in Nancy's book uh, here on page 24. It says that the void, um, another type of distressing NDE, carries a sense of total aloneness, mm-hmm. an empty, endless, featureless space, perhaps feeling abandoned in the cosmos, in what is called the void. This is sometimes called an experience of no thingness. Instead of nothingness, it's like no, no thingness. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Because everything disappears, leaving only whatever is potential, and potential is invisible. Imagine that you step outside your home one night into the dark and find everything vanished. Everything. Including the building you just left, the ground under your feet, stars, moon, people, trees, insects, your feet. It's only you. That is your consciousness and space. You may receive a message that earthly existence was a trick or a joke. For all you can tell, it's just gone. How about any comments on that? Yeah, the void. You, you um, that that is one of the most most popular ones that I have been reading about in this book is just the void. You know how um, one one guy's experience was. He he said he found himself off of the planet and uh, just going up, up, up and way away into the air and beyond the solar system, beyond the galaxy, out beyond anything physical. And then he uh, could see that, let's see, let me back up here. First, I thought I'd just go with it to see where it went. And I stayed as calm as I could and just kind of went with the whole thing. And part of it was all right for a while and and then it became more intense for him right so well this it, is that's where it becomes no dis, more distressing exactly that's what i was going to say this is what's referred to as, as the distressing mm-hmm. part okay and he said he often uh felt traveling at an extremely fast speed so that that was interesting on that for me you know because a lot of the ndes on on the regular NDEs than the pleasurable or heavenly um it it's like time floating stand yeah, still that the time really doesn't exist on that side so on the distressing it's more moving faster seems like from it. what it's what i'm picking up on that yeah so we can see by these these first two examples um how compared to a normal near-death experience a pleasurable yeah uh, would be more pleasurable these are distressing in the sense that it could be something like in the first example could be something just out of the norm, you know, things yeah. that are happening that you can't really explain. It's really kind of messing right. with, could be, you know, so that is distressing. Okay. And the second example is the void. So you can see right. how, if you just ended up in some kind of nothingness and that's all that there is, that that can be pretty, pretty distressing. Okay. Right. And, and that, that's where she, in, in the dancing past the dark, she, under her section under control, uh, she talks about, you know, safety for us as humans lies in control, what we can control. 
So um, for most of us, when a situation is beyond our knowledge or skill, then distress follows. Like I used an example recently of jumping out of an airplane. You know, so when you know what's coming, you don't have to be fearful. But in these circumstances, it's images and things that's going on that you're not really familiar with you you don't see in the everyday life so it distresses you and then once you're distressed it takes you even farther fear begets fear because if your conscious is creating your worlds and your reality then right you can see where if something's distressful it can create distressful circumstances well uh looking at i've always heard that fear there's nothing to fear but fear itself and, and when you're in distress, if, if you're distressed, it creates more fear. So it, it makes it more intense. Yes. Well, looking at time, we're going to go ahead, go ahead and move on to the sure. third one here. Um, and this is the one that you, most people hear about and fear about. Um, it's the actual hellish NDE, okay? And mm-hmm. this is the ones that tip, typically with the demons and the devils and the fire and the burning and the tormenting and the screaming and the, the Christian Orthodox view of hell okay so that's that's where this one falls in that's the third category let me read this real quick and get your comment on it the least common of the experiences is the perception of being close to or in hell and keep in mind this is the least common of the experiences as well the sensation may begin with a sense of falling of smelling something unpleasant of hearing harsh noises or voices of seeing redness and believing it to be fire or even visualizing fire itself. Alternatively, a perception of hell may come from coldness, a barren or ugly landscape, seeing, wondering, featureless people, or observing people who seem physically tormented without experiencing torment oneself. Like the monk, people often say they have a guide with them, For most experiencers, what is hellish is the fear of what might be about to happen rather than what actually does. For the experience is often compared to being a tourist. On the other hand, in the intense shamanic initiation type of experience, there may be a sense of being torn apart, then reassembled and returned to a new life. The classical mythical pattern of suffering, death, and resurrection. So, comments on the hellish. Yeah, you know, um, in in her um, Dancing Past the Dark book, Nancy's book, um, this this type, she I'm using quotes here. She says this type is hell of the popular imagination. Right. So the hell that we know today. Yeah, it's created from the dogma of religion. So it's not necessarily real. We don't know that for a fact. But from the experiences, they also have that flip side of the good. But the this, the hellish ones, um, this one experience um, in this book, she said that Jesus Christ led her to hell and left her there. So, you know, why would Christ take you away from him? You know, um, but it's just, 
I can't imagine having one of these experiences, but it is um, pretty intense for these people that have had them. And of course, it's per person. It's the individual. We have to realize that there's something in these experiences that has to be learned. There has to be something changed in their life to get them to a higher vibration. That's what I'm understanding. They all are lessons, both good and bad. Right. That are the lessons that could change that person's life. Are they evidence of the afterlife? Who knows? I don't know. None right. of us can answer that because nobody has actually went to the other Crossed side. Crossed so completely back. over. Right, right. Right. But if it is, then, you know, wow. <laughs> that's all I can say is wow. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much the basic three fundamental categories when you, when we're talking right. about distressing NDEs. In other words, they all aren't, you know, demons and devils and torment and torture. Okay. Um, very few, very few are, um, but they do happen. They're, they're of that third category. Okay. For whatever reason. And it's typically for a lesson for that person to change their life or for, for whatever reason. Um, of course your, your normal one would be the first category was, uh, the inverse, the actual, you're having a, 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 it's an experience, but there's things happening that's just you're not really be able to make sense of, and it's just not normal. You're part of your thinking or comprehension, and that's distressing. We get that. Okay, mm-hmm. now the second one is the void. You see, you have your if you wake up and you're just okay. Wow, there's nothing here. There's nothingness. Being in that nothingness after a while can become distressing. Okay? Right. And of course, the third category is the hell or the mm-hmm. hellish type. You know. Now let's uh, let's take a look at one more here, and uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. The um, this is just a possibility, and and as a fourth category that she's got in, in her book here on page twenty five, and I will go ahead and close with this, and I'll go ahead and get your opinion on it real quick. Uh, as the life review guilt, okay, because we know that um, the life review is very common in. A lot of NDEs, but it seems to me, from what I understand, that life review is even more more catered to the Western world. Um, I've heard that there, society, there has yeah. actually been other cultures and all that don't really have a lot of life reviews. Exactly. Okay, let me read that real quick, and we'll get your comment. A suggested fourth category, okay, involves NDEs with a life review in which the experiencer feels he or she is being negatively judged some people have reported feeling crippling guilt because in a life review they could feel every painful thing that they had made others feel during their lifetime an identification of hell may also come after the nde itself when a bewildered and frightened experiencer tries to figure out what happened and decides it must have been hell. Hmm. Well, it just makes me think uh, with the uh, the judgment that, or the feeling what everybody else felt is that you see this on the regular, the pleasurable NDEs, the heavenly NDEs, because I think it really has to do with what all you've done in your life for you to really feel extreme pain or extreme pleasure or just okay this is something i done i I feel bad for it um because the uh judgment the feeling pain of others is even in the the pleasurable or heavenly indies absolutely and think about that like we've mentioned before it is it's the ultimate 
way f- to balance things out is for you, right. to, you to have to experience what you have made others feel. And, and that way, that's why you can see how that, they can come back and they say, wow, that was like being in hell. Right. You, you're being yeah. tormented it, it, from it, what, what you did to others, you know, so exactly. you can see how that would be a part of that. And is what comes to my mind is one of the, the pleasurable NDEs is the guy, you know, he, he was having this blissful experience and went through that life review and had to uh, feel what everyone else he had hurt felt. And he, he said, no, I just, I can't take this anymore. Stop, stop. And this was just a couple of instances in his life but it was so intense he could not take anymore he begged for them to stop exactly and that would fit under this category exactly but it was a pleasurable experience right so it it, i think it has to do with where you are in your mind what level of vibration you're on that you have these experiences if you're in the lower chakras and and in that lower state of vibration you're not going to have a positive or a higher vibration, pleasurable NDE. Absolutely, which ties in with what we had mentioned earlier about vibrations and things like that. So we'll go ahead and bring that up on the. Um, actually, we we'll, we'll bring up here on the next uh, next within the next uh, couple of episodes. episodes yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, so let's go ahead and close up. And for the listeners out there, um, uh, we need to really get an understanding of what hell actually is. And hell is not what the Christian Orthodox has created, okay, for, for fear and control. But uh, in Nancy's book here on page 86, I'm going to close with this in today's episode. We're going to uh, move things on here. But it, it says, uh, at the bottom, it says, from the winter 2011 issue of the magazine Vision comes, quote, hell, origins of an idea, unquote. It says, brief, well-written and to the point, this article makes the important and usually overlooked observation that it was the turn from Jewish to Greek thought that produced hell as the West has come to know it. And the other quote here says that a comprehensive site about the difference between the teachings of Jesus and what became Christianity is the book Yeshua before 30 CE, from which come a number of fascinating pieces, including the article, quote, the church's development of the hell myth, unquote. Hmm. This is a clear and succinct history of the development of Christian thought. In addition, the article builds its case with a wealth of quotes from early sources. Any final comments? Yeah, it just makes me think of what she she said in the Dancing Past the Dark book, you know, the when it talking about the third uh, type of distressing NDE, hell is of the popular imagination. Wow, amazing, amazing. So that it all plays a part, I believe, in in these actual experiences. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up, guys. It's been a wonderful. Uh, uh, morning, uh, or you may be listening in the evening where you're at. It doesn't matter. It's fine or as long as you're time. hanging out with us and listening. You know, so it's been really, really, really great uh, episode. I, I feel really good about uh, you know being able to share this information with everyone. And again, uh, those books were uh, Nancy Bush, Nancy Evans Bush, and uh, one was Dancing Past the Dark, and the other is The Buddha in Hell and Other Alarms. And we're going to be quoting from these books 
throughout our our episodes yeah, you know and, so and you will is, hear more from them this is just a, a couple of the books from this episode we have several books on um ndes right so, so. We'll, we'll definitely be using them all so okay i guess we're going to kind of wrap things up looking at the clock on the wall here we're able to get some good time in so you guys take care we love you all and peace be with you until next time love you guys be light <laughs>